Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to explain for people listening that this is basically round two of our blind smelling. This time you sent me uh, seven samples, to be exact, uh, numbered one to seven, and I've got no idea what they are apart from the fact that I did let you know before you sent them that I was interested in smelling a few of your perfumes, but there were there wasn't seven of them. So obviously you've sent me some extras and um, we can just sort of go through this and I can tell you what my impressions were. So I'm going to let you decide in what order we smell them and then whether you want me to rank them or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, let's just go in order because I labeled them one to seven. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that was based on nothing. It just really what I happened to grab out yeah. of the drawer at the time or what I already had out. So and yeah, I included some extras just because they were around and I just threw them into the mix to challenge you. Okay, so let, we'll start with number one then. And do you want me to rank them like my least favorite to favorite at the end after yeah, we've talked about how they smell? Let's do that. Well, so number number one was uh, the second last one that I tr- actually tried. And this one, so what I will say before we get started is that quite a few of these perfumes were very different on skin compared to what they smelled like on a on a blotter, for me anyway. Number one, though, was the one that kind of changed the least. Now, I, I can't really give you much more uh, of a description to to number one, then to me, it, it's like this very kind of light rose perfume. Um, uh, sorry, with this one though, when I did do it on a blotter, I did notice that the opening was a little bit sweeter than it was on my skin. So maybe there is something to my skin really toning down any kind of sweetness, but I did notice that because I, um, the only other thing that I, that I really got from this, there was this like kind of little, uh, some light sappy greenness in the background. Um, and I did mention to you that it, this kind of reminds me of rose water, rose scented soap that I remember from when I was a kid now like this this would have been the kind of thing my mum or my grandmother would have liked to have um used as a soap I mean it would be a pretty fancy soap I think oh yeah I'm not saying I'm not saying this this in (laughs) any kind of um way to diminish the quality like this no 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 this would have been like what I would have thought that they would regard as a luxe kind of soap, you know. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, this this one out of maybe all of the samples that I got, were to me kind of didn't kind of change the least, and uh, I I really my nose could not pick up much more 
other than that, and they're probably it's probably filled with you know clean musks as well. But to me, it's dominated by that kind of slightly green rose um, and this kind of overall feeling. Uh, it basically reminded me of soap. So it's probably those musks at work. But uh, yeah, that that's really all I got from the, from from this one and. I would have no idea if I had tr- if I tried to guess what it was, even though I, you know, I know f- what most of your collection is. I yeah. really couldn't guess what this one was. Um, yeah. Okay, I think you're going to be surprised. This one <laughs> was Soir Dorient. Ah. Yeah, I, I, it's surprising, right? Because it is so much more than just a rose water or a clean rose perfume. Like to my nose anyways, I get, you know, I get lots of patchouli. I get like like a a green patchouli, not like a a warm, chewy patchouli. I get, you know, I get incense in there. And maybe it's like the cleanness of the incense. It's like a white incense that makes... Makes you think of like a a laundry musk or a clean musk. I'm gonna spray or soap some, even. I'm just gonna put some on the back of my hand now and smell it again. Um, you described it as a watery rose. Mm. I don't know if it's very watery because uh, so in the last episode we recorded, yeah, I thought that the rose in, um afternoon of a fawn yeah was quite watery that one was very rose water to me would you describe that one as rose water or do you think this is more rose water to me this one is but it's uh, i guess it's just the context like i i don't think when i if i compare it to afternoon of the fawn this seems more watery to me like i i just mm. get i just get Im- imagery um like i i don't know if i mentioned to you when we were talking about this one that there were was this the one where i thought there were bits that reminded me a little bit of um uh lombre de lombre low from yeah. yeah yeah you did say that yeah so I look. I it's it's interesting that it is Swadorient um, because I happened to look at the note pyramid for that one, and okay. it was so it's it just seemed so different to what I was actually smelling, and it's clear that it's clear that that particular perfume on my skin only brings out like really minimal facets compared to what you can smell on on Uh it but i'm i'm glad i got to smell it because that was one of the ones that i had asked you asked you for so i would never have guessed it and we have a friend in common who loves this perfume Mm -hmm. after i sent her some and her description is also that it's quite opulent and um not watery but but really just a incensey rose but but that's not what's coming across you interesting right and you know you just don't know like what if there is something that's 
that's it, like the bottle design or the you know description on the website or knowing the brand and having sampled lots of the brand. You, you might go towards opulence because that's what Sicily is known for. Yeah, you know that old world kind of it is kind of like an old school composition, but I don't know if you know the o- the the only other Sicily I've tried is the um. Uh, now, now the name you, totally escapes. Eau de Soir, right? And yeah. to me, Eau de Soir definitely is exactly what you're describing. To uh, on my mm. skin, that that is such a rich, complex, layered, opulent perfume. Yeah. I just don't get it with with uh, Soir d'Orient. So that's really. I interesting. wonder. Yeah, I wonder what you would think if you now smelled them side by side. Mm. Because I feel like Soir Doria to me was like Eau de Soir plus lots of rose. Ah, that's interesting. Okay, well, yeah. next time there, I mean, they do stock them at our local department store. So next time I'm there, I'll just do a quick one on one hand, one on the other, and see what it comes across as. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can move okay. on from number one, I think. Yep. So that's one fail for me. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's totally different than the description for you, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. Okay, moving on to number two now. I'll read my. I'll actually read off my notes because it's it's very interesting. Um, number two, I smelled pretty early on. Um, I got a very woody kind of zesty opening and. It actually reminded me a little bit of the opening to Olfactive Studio Woody Mood, okay? And to me, in hindsight, that was an interesting observation to make. Um, Like I also mentioned that I felt like there was a bit of a note in here. I'm not sure if that's even the case. After, After a few minutes, it starts to sweeten up and I and I got what I thought was um, some sort of tonka nuttiness coming through. Then I got, then I really got, once it, the opening had gone, lots of cardamom. All right. So cardamom actually became like pretty dominant. Then it sweetened up again. I thought maybe there might be some vanilla in the base. Um, and I actually had a guess at this one. Um, for what it would be, and I guessed uh, Olfactive Studios' Sheep Shot, right? Yeah. Which which is also one of the ones that I asked if I could smell. And can you confirm whether I was correct? Yeah, you were right. Okay, so the the reason it was interesting um, that it reminded me of Woody Mood in the opening was A, that they're both from the same house and if I'm not mistaken, the same perfumer. Did Bertrand Duchiffaud do this one? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so they both have ginger in the in the opening. So I'm making that presumption that it's ginger that was like tying the, the, them both together. You know what's interesting is when I re-smelled this on a blotter. So I smelled everything on my skin first, but then um, uh, earlier I smelled, smelled it on a blotter and I 
actually did not like the opening as much on the blotter as I did on my skin, which is really weird because it's just it just made me think that like I've smelled so many things on a blotter that I've gone on to dismiss. Um, and now I wonder how many things I've kind of missed out on because I didn't try it on my skin. So, you know. It, I mean, it, I feel like as you were doing this, you're like the top notes dissipated off your skin quite quickly. Yeah. And obviously they were around a lot longer on the blotter and right. And you got a completely different impression on the blotter mm. and it was pretty daring of you to put them directly on your skin. Like what if you didn't like one of them or, I mean, I know you said you could wash it off, but yeah. sometimes, you know, for something you don't like even five minutes is too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. Well, I mean, I, I know. I, I. When I did put them on my skin, I knew that I wasn't going to be around anyone who I could possibly offend, and none of them. I, none of them. I actually disliked enough to want to wash them, wash them off. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I, I should say that um, this one, cheaper shot, uh, probably was the longest lasting one on my skin or the one that I that I could smell for a longer time. Uh, and Which is um, good yeah. because it's one of the strongest formulas. It's yeah. an X-ray formulation yeah. as opposed to being an eau de parfum, which I think most of the other ones are, or even eau de toilette. So, yeah, it's good that it did last a long time because it, it's the strongest formula. Yeah. 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 So, so I, you know, the the only, like, I much preferred the way it dried down to how it opened, um, but I, but I kind of liked that one overall. So when when we talk about how I ranked the the samples, um, you, you know, you, like I'll I'll make an interesting note about that because I think I think on my skin it was one of my one of my favorites, and then when I smelled it on the blotter, it kind of I I think I lowered. Um, my rankings for this one a little bit, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay, so we're up to number four. Number three. Oh, oh, that was number two. Okay, that was number, two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number three um, was one that I also guessed, uh, and it's not one that I actually asked for, but I knew that you had this perfume. Yeah. And because the the notes that I was smelling were were so obvious, I made a very educated guess on on this one. So um, my notes were that the immediate opening were just this camphorous, like white floral. It took a little while at first to to figure out that it was tuberose I was smelling because at first I couldn't quite tell whether it was jasmine because that that really um almost a menfoly note that accompanies it uh, accompanies it in the opening was kind of masking it but then it sort of starts to um turn into this full-on tuberose and the other clue that i got about this perfume was there were actually parts of it that remind as it started to dry down, there were actually parts of it that reminded me of Saracens from Serge Luton. Oh. And I knew I knew it wasn't that 
perfume, but because it reminded me of that, I kind of figured that uh, Tuberus Criminal was the was the perfume that you'd sent me, um, and you confirmed that I was correct. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I think that sometimes what's appealing about these. Luten's fragrances is that wherever notes are listed, that's exactly what you smell, mm. right? And yeah, yeah. It, they're not, I mean, I don't want to say they're not well blended. I just think that the construction is different, that it's not like a, a mash of notes. It's like everything kind of stands apart and and you can smell that progression so clearly. And I don't know, I feel like Sometimes people like that. They like to know exactly what they're smelling. And and, and perhaps it's even a, a, a case that they're really good at writing up their note pyramids because True. You, you can go to Serge Luton's note pyramids and pretty much get a good visual representation of what you're smelling. I'm just trying to think of other surge that I've smelled and they're, they're pretty, I mean, from what I've, from what I remember, they're pretty, they're pretty accurate. But the surprising thing for me though, Hannah, is that I actually really um, enjoyed tuber- wearing tuberous criminal uh, on my skin. Probably not so much, I'm not in love with that opening, but once it started to dry down, like I, I was actually really thinking, starting to think to myself, have I found a tuberose I, I'd be happy to wear regularly? And I think um, I might test this more because I don't want to jump the gun, but uh, I think it might be probably my, the favourite tuberose that I've um, smelled. And you have the perfect weather for it right now yeah. because yeah. that camphorous opening really works in the summertime yeah. or like in warm weather. And I don't really want to wear that so much in the winter time when it's cold. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you, um, just a question for you. Do you like this? I mean, they're obviously different, but what's your preference between this and carnal flower? I think I like carnal flower more. It's just way more green. Yeah. So I like that. Um, it's like got a bit of like wateriness too. So I do prefer carnal flower, but Definitely in the summer months, I kind of go back and forth between Chiburu's Criminal and Carnal Flower. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was just interested. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that that was number three. We're going to move on to number four. So the interesting thing, so this was actually the last perfume I tried on my skin. Um, right. And the interesting thing was that when I first smelled this on my skin, I I actually thought it was the same as number one, right? Which you oh. haven't re- which you haven't revealed yet. Um, oh, hang on, you didn't tell me what it was, did you? I told you what number one is, but oh, I haven't yes. told you what number four is. No, yeah. Um, oh, uh, num- what did, number one was? Soir d'Orient. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. When I smelled this on my skin, the first spray, I literally thought, oh, I wonder if she's trying to trick me by giving me two different numbered samples with the same perfume, okay? Mm-hmm. But when I when I've put them on, that was only in the opening, but they did get, this number four got 
quite different as it dried down. So this became uh, the notes that I've put on here um, saying it it turned it turned into a darker, slightly sweeter um, perfume. Like I, I could still smell rose. I can still smell rose in this one, but now now that I'm smelling it on the blotter, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's like I still smell it anyway, something that resembled rose. Um, and it, it seemed a little bit darker and um, there was more spicy and resinous elements that started to show up on this. And it, and it does get, I'm just smelling this now, tiny bit powdery in, in the base. Uh, I like this better than I, than I liked number one. Um, but this one also, I have no clue. I mean, I could have a guess at what this one is based on what I'm smelling now. And also what I did ask you for, is this the, is this the Maria Candida Gentili perfume? It is. Ah, yeah, okay. it is. And you thought number one was yeah, Chinabra. Yeah. Chinabra, right? yeah. It's called Chinabra. It yeah. is a rose perfume. It has yeah. incense in it. it ha this one has ginger in the opening too. I don't, so smell I don't know it that if you got. Yeah, I don't know if you're getting any of that. But it's quite. You, I mean, you said it was spicy, right? Yeah. So maybe that spice that you're smelling is the peppery nature of ginger, yeah. right? That would work. And you said like it was sticky and a little bit sweeter. I think I get all of those things. I I mean, I can see why you like it better. I feel like it has more character mm -hmm. somehow than Soir Dorient, right? Like Soir Dorient just seems so, seems a little bit more polished, yeah. which isn't always what you want. You don't always want to be polished, right? Sometimes you want to dress up and sometimes you want to just wear your everyday clothes and this Absolutely. is not that this is boring or it's Chinabra is not boring. It's just more, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not every day. It's just more down to earth than Swad. Yeah. 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 I would I say think, that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, Chinabra is a type of, perfume that you could easily wear in more situations and um it, it's it doesn't feel as posh as uh Swad dorian does to me but that, yeah. that's just my perception of it but, Not but as stuffy yeah but i but i actually quite like that one um a lot more smelling it uh a, I didn't like the opening on my skin for because it did remind me of of um, Dorian, but as it dried down, it got, it got better, and I liked I like definitely liked the way it's developed on on the blotter now. Hmm. All right, number okay. five. Okay, let's see. Let's oh, okay. Well, I I took this number five was the first one that I actually tried on my skin. Um. So I liked it immediately. So the, like I smelled it and I thought, oh, this is this is nice. Um, I describe the opening as like warm, clean musks. So there was no, it didn't feel animalic to me, but it had a warmth rather than this sort of sort of clean coldness. Um, 
It actually reminded me of uh, a candy that you can get in Australia, but I'm sure people have heard of. They're, they're actually literally called musk sticks and they're flavoured with with musk um, right ah. in the open. So, uh, yeah, so you can buy them here in supermarkets, but they're just these, these like little stick candies. They're, pink, they're usually pink in colour and I could smell I could smell some of that. Oh, there you go. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> I have a backup packet of musk sticks in yeah. case I ever have a craving for them. Yeah. So they, um, that right in the opening, I've got elements of that. Um, I, I feel like I can smell what seems like uh, ambrette uh, because there's this kind of sort of little bit of spiciness that goes with this um then i got tiny hints of powder powderiness like which i thought might be something like benzoin i could also like there was just so so much i could smell in this perfume like i thought i could smell a, a white floral that was reminiscent of jasmine tiniest bit of green stems um I felt like when it finally got to the base that it was kind of a quite familiar base. Um, like it was not in not in a very derogatory way am I saying this, but it felt like there, there was a lot of, this is like your kind of a very common designer style base on this perfume. Um, and, but when... I did spray this on the blotter. I got a really creamy sandalwood as well, okay? And that stood out a lot more on the on the card than it did on my skin. And when I was actually smelling this, I thought that this might have actually been uh, Chinabra from Maria Candida Gentili, but obviously that opinion has changed now. So I really like this one, but I have no idea what this one could be. Okay, I think you'll be surprised. <laughs> this one, this one was Boss Bottled Elixir. Ah, interesting. You're surprised, right? Yeah. I think yeah. this was the one that you said you hope that it's not really expensive niche, but you would be okay if it was designer. Mm-hmm. You would, you would like you would be okay with recommending it or getting it, yeah. spending the money on it yeah. if it was designer. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's really interesting. So as far as I'm concerned, if that's what that perfume smells like, then it's pretty good. Yeah, Anique Monardo yeah. And, and somebody else in collaboration with someone. But okay. this, was, this was also stronger than the rest and i don't know if that came out on your skin because this is a parfum concentration so i was gonna say that this one um was probably behind uh sheeper shot in terms of its performance and the way it projected and lasted so that's that's all pluses as far as i'm concerned yeah okay uh number six this one here Oh, that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> because because it smells because it smells 
different on on now these have been drying down for about an hour on the blotter um i my notes when i talk about number six is this to me is a very big kind of lipsticky iris note in the opening um uh i I got a little bit of earthiness from it um you know maybe maybe it's blended there's also a little bit of kind of powderiness but like you know uh when iris is blended with violets uh, a lot um or a violet accord um and i did i think i did ask you if this one initially was because I had not smelled it for a long time, whether this one was actually Bois d'Ajon by, by Dior. Um, and you categorically said, no, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> but um, I think you were picking up on the iris and yeah. Bois d'Ajon is an iris perfume. That's yeah. how people know it. Yeah. But, yeah. th- but then, um, yeah, so I, I was getting – the reason I also thought that was because I was getting like this kind of woodsiness in it and there was a tiny hint of incense, even a little bit of leather. Um, and then I think I had a second guess because I remembered one of the perfumes that I did ask you to send me was uh, uh, Hermes Iris and this is it, right? Yeah, this was Huris. And I think, you know, your description of it is spot on, that it is powdery but blended with violets. It's more of a floral iris, not so much, not as powdery as some of some other irises. And Bois d'Argent, I feel, is warmer and muskier, and this one is definitely woodier greener fresher really nice and fresh yeah i i really i actually for someone who doesn't love like iris perfumes um i actually really enjoyed smelling this one and and it's got a really good dry down i think yeah and I can say that i think this is absolutely unisex like i don't think this leans um feminine for me like i i would definitely wear this well that's good yeah yeah okay we're up to mm. number seven now number this, seven this one also to me was an iris um but this almost had uh like i don't know how to this well I, the way what the note that i wrote down was that it also had this kind of uh if you can imagine uh, a leaf with condensation on it, where the the droplets of water are on a green leaf that matched with an iris note, so this iris wasn't as uh, lipsticky as Hiris to me. Um, but I think you described this perfume as quite powdery. Yeah, I, I, my next line was that it's it. Um, but that, but it's powdery. But that greenness, that green wetness, stops it from becoming too powdery. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, was your impression different when you put it on paper? Well, I'm smelling it now. It's actually quite sweet when I'm smelling it now on paper. Um, and this one is this one is definitely one of the more quiet 
perfumes uh, of the of the samples that you sent me, um, and I'm picking up quite a bit of like vanilla tonka combination in in the base, um, and it dries down to a kind of almost an amber, like a traditional amber base in to me. Yeah, I would say so. Mm. Did you feel like Boss Bottled Elixir was ambery? Uh, when it dried down, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But okay. but like I said, that kind of modern amber as opposed to like a more traditional amber, if that makes sense. I don't know. Like if it's, it's not as sweet and resinous yeah. as a traditional amber. It's more yeah. of more of like some sort of mass amber accord or amber woods, maybe as people are saying. Can I just uh, I just noticed one one other note like an updated note that I made on this one. When I did smell this on the blotter, I got nowhere near as much iris as I did on my skin. Is that so number that, seven? Yeah, number seven. So that's another thing about this one. Um, I did say, I did write, I literally wrote down the words, I don't think I'd ever buy this, but if I, you know, like had some, I would definitely wear it. So like I, I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Okay, yes. do you want to know what it is? Yes, please. It's Traverse du Bosphore. <gasps> ah, interesting. <laughs> wow. Can you remind me what the main notes in that? Apple, uh? rose, um, I think you said you got apple when you sprayed it on skin, right? Yeah, I was... I was I must have I, – I was looking for that note because – Or, sorry, when you sprayed it on paper, you said yeah. you got apple. Oh, maybe I told – maybe I just told you and didn't put put it in my notes, but I definitely noticed the apple um, on the blotter more than I did on my skin. And it was a very really kind of realistic apple note to me, like a red apple note. Yeah, like a juicy apple that you bite into mm. – that smell mm. when it's up on your face. Yeah. And then the powderiness. Because so this, the concept for this was like the Turkish delight, mm. like representing kind of a Turkish delight, which is a rose confection. But the the actual piece of it is always covered in powdered sugar, right? So it's that, that iris gives you that powderiness that goes with the rose and the apples, the sweetness. So it's this, it's a perfume that doesn't smell exactly like a Turkish delight, but it's that concept of a Turkish delight that's kind of expanded and reworked. It's really nice. Uh, I, like the the only reason I wouldn't um, pick a Turkish delight accord out because it's one thing <laughs> I've never liked eating, and so I'm, yeah. I'm literally, even though I know what Turkish delight is, I literally am not even familiar with the the nuances of the smell and the and the taste but i i mean i totally get it um when you see my rankings um maybe we should do the rankings now because uh i don't know based on what you've heard so far whether you would be surprised or not um but do yeah, you want me I to have go? no idea. I okay. have no idea what your rankings would be. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with my from my least liked ones to to my favorite. Um, so 
so my least favorite perfume was actually number one, which is Suad Orient. Okay. Okay. And, that's and, fair. And that's to say, you know, like I actually didn't hate any of these perfumes. Um, that's probably just the one that I'm least likely to ever want, I guess, from, from these. Um, my next one after that is probably um, – so I'm making – I'm kind of making some changes here on, on the fly based on what I've just smelled. Um, uh, no, I'm going to stick with my original. So my next one was uh, number four, which was Chinabra. Okay. All right. Um, so I – and I actually – didn't mind that. I think I just liked the others more than I than I did um, those two. Okay. Um, next one would be uh, Tuberous Criminal. Okay. Which you said you enjoyed wearing for yeah. a Tuberous perfume. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's what I mean. Even though I've ranked this probably my fourth favorite um i I like the the others more um so then uh at number four i have um hiris from hermes okay um and at number three i have the sheepra shot from olfactive studio I'm surprised that one ranked as high as it did. And I I think you and I have had different experiences of it because on my skin, it is so sweet. Yeah, It's really, really sweet. And you weren't really bothered by it. Like it wasn't, was it a gourmand to you? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And I would cat, for me, that's a gourmand. Like I can wear it in small doses and only when I am really in the mood for it. And um, yeah, so I'm surprised that you like it as much as you do, but that's because you have a completely different experience of it also. Um, yeah. That's so, so yeah, I, I really didn't mind it at all. Um, number seven, um, uh, sorry, my second favorite was number seven, which was Tra- Travis C. Du Bos 4, right? That was your second favorite? Yeah. Okay. Initially, you you wouldn't buy that one. Yeah, but I I probably would not buy (laughs) the ones below them. You wouldn't buy any of them, maybe. <laughs> but but I I I ranked it highly because to me number seven and obviously my number one is going to be number five, which ended up being Boss Bottled Elixir. I okay. thought I thought that to me that they were kind of those two and Sheepershot Shot were the the most interesting to me. Um, okay, and. Yeah, so I I actually actually apart from probably um Swad Orient, like I would definitely keep testing 
all the other perfumes um, because obviously I've only been doing the samples for these over the last week or so. And that's nowhere near usually enough time for me to make like judgments on whether I'd want a bottle or or whatever. But but those six perfumes, like the literally the the six top ranked ones that I've chosen, I would definitely keep testing. Uh huh. So and number yeah. one, number one was then Boss, the Boss bottled elixir. Right. Yeah. You're not going to keep testing that one? No, no, I am. I am. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, so I, I, met, I met number one as in uh, Soie d'Orient. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one that you're not going to keep testing. Well, yeah. I, I, I just... <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I just liked it least, the least. And, yeah. You know, like, I, every, all the others, when compared to... You know, when I compare them from my skin to the blotter, there there were interesting things that I could smell in each sort of version, and and Soie d'Orient was the one that changed the least from skin to blotter, and just I I I am just missing something from that perfume that I obviously cannot smell. Um, I wonder if I'm anosmic to something because you and others clearly can smell different things and obviously enjoy it as well. But um, mm-hmm. I I just can't, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I think when you smelled Boss Bottled Elixir, you picked out so many different things that I didn't when I, when I tried it. And so I wonder if, I don't know, I wonder if your impressions of it will change as, I mean, they will change. Um, but how much they'll change if you keep testing it and trying it, mm. especially now that you know what it is too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll put them in the rotation for sure, and and actually wear them as my scent of the day, because that always is a is a whole different experience. Because I I like to spray them on and then not think about what. I'm wearing so yeah. if if I notice it during that time or I no, or I pick stuff up or I don't like stuff that that's usually my my sign you know like a lot of the stuff I love is because you know when I'm just wearing it without thinking about it 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 grabs my attention in you know sort of in a way that makes me think oh I'm so glad I've got this perfume you know yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, I, I don't smell know so would... good today yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. so I and I can't I can never that's one thing I can never do when I'm actively smelling and trying to analyze something and it, it it's it's a weird thing sometimes I need to be sort of um unconscious to the smell to to realize how much I like it yeah a little bit of distance. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when when those when painters always, you know, spend time painting and then they step back and have a look at the picture or move, get away from it and come back and then they see different things. You know, it's a little bit like that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did well, you enjoy yeah. blind smelling though? I Did loved, you like it? Yeah, I absolutely always love blind smelling. And again, I got to smell stuff that all right, for I'll give you an example. Uh here it's here this is one perfume that I, you know, see at the Hermes counter all the time and it's just it never crosses my mind to go and try it, right? 
And I don't know if that's some kind of um, unconscious programming to me that it's A, an iris and probably – you know, more marketed towards uh, women, even though it's never been a problem for me before, but I need a prompt to smell it. Yeah. And now that I've smelled it, like I, I I really, I do actually really like it. And it wouldn't surprise me that the more I wear it, the more it'll grow on me as well. Um, I hope that I don't fall in love with Trevor C. de Bosfort because, um, I'll hate you if I go hunting for a bottle that I can never buy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you will. I, I don't know if like you'll love it to the point where you can't live without it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, don't, I don't know if it'll turn into one of those. Um, especially since now you know the concept behind it mm. and and that's not something that you love, right? Yeah. But but the thing is I, I smell this, but I I in no way, I mean, yeah, there are sweet elements and, and there are bits here and there, but I, I don't think of it as as a gourmand perfume at all. Like, no. Um, so that's interesting as well. Um, it's more of a cheaper perfume, if anything. Yeah, so that yeah. one, that one and Cheaper Shot are both done by Bertrand Duchamp. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not surprising at all. Um, yeah. And Cheaper Shot, uh, it will be interesting to see how that goes because I've had so far, a good experience of it, but I, I did mention earlier that when I smelled the opening on on the blotter, I didn't love it as much as it smelled on my skin. I mean, which sh- shouldn't matter because if it smells good on my skin, then that's that's all that matters. But uh, I, I wonder it. It's an interesting perfume because I wonder how that um, how other people smell it because it seems like something that people can perceive really differently to what I smell anyway. And I wonder if you would get a different impression when you wear it, because yeah. when you wear things, you know, maybe you're spraying it on your neck or yeah. behind your ears and, and maybe you smell different things more. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll, um, I'll report back obviously when I start wearing these regularly and let you know, um, and maybe you know, if I change my rankings, uh, we'll do a little bit of an update. <laughs> yeah. If you um, end up hunting for a bottle of something. Yeah, absolutely. But but not until next year. I'm not buying anything else this year. Um, I'm done. And it's n- nearly December anyway. I have to save my pennies. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for the samples. I really Here's- enjoyed doing this. And uh Maybe we'll just make it a regular thing. So next year we might record something with a whole bunch of new stuff that I send you and vice versa. Sure. All right. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye.